ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another week of Barstool Backstage Big Week. Dave is breaking in the new Barstool studio in Chicago, I believe. Is that what he told us? I think so. I don't know. I don't. Who gives a fuck? Dante, have you seen it yet? Yeah. What? How is it? It's awesome. It's really, really nice. Is there a music studio in there? Uh, yes, no. There, there's a producing studio that double. It has a pretty big board. I think it has like 40-something channels on it. Um, and oh, It's almost like that would be a great home base for a music podcast. Crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Crazy. Is that, like, is that like Red Bull Records where they're like, yeah, we have a music studio that any of our writers can use anytime, and it's just like an office. A skateboard. <laughs> a skateboard. And fucking yeah, there's a couple <laughs> fucking speakers on it. You're like, I can't use this. A guitar oh, with five strings. There's a lot uh, to talk about this week. There's a lot happened in the music industry. We're coming off a really cool episode. We got a lot of great responses back from the Rolling Stone shit talking we did, plus our top 10 guitar players of all time. A lot of great responses to that. Hey, this week, can I say, so I, somebody mentioned that I left somebody out of, like, I want to say, maybe, maybe no, I want to know about best favorite in there. Matt Bellamy. Nobody mentioned Matt Bellamy. I, saw that. I don't know that I saw him in the Rolling Stone thing. I just wanted to put that out there as a recap to last week. Yeah, I mean, dude, it's, first off, so many people came back and was like, this list is fucking stupid. There's no death metal on here. I'm like, all right, cool. We get it. Yo, that one uh, guy on Twitter who got mad <laughs> about jam bands again. Dog, we have one <laughs> troll that just hits our YouTube every time. And he's like, I like him. He's like, that. he's like, you fucking losers. You should have listened to me. I could have really run this podcast the right way. I'm like, dude, you think I'm going to fucking <laughs> turn the reins over to you, random commenter? Over Jerry Garcia. And I'm like, Jerry, who? <laughs> <laughs> dude, I love it. Um, but yeah, we, we, we're going to get into our top five front people of all time, not necessarily singers, front people, the people leading bands. We are going to do a separate one for rap. So this is going to be more bands, singer-songwriters. They have to be a member of a band, not a solo artist necessarily. And I have one pick that I think is going to piss you guys off and might hey, get vetoed. You never said solo artist. Me and Johnny. No, I, mean, talking- I think it's kind of like a loose thing. Like, but yeah. you know what I'm saying? You can't just be like, I don't like whoever solo person X. It's, it's, it's more like, like they they lead the band, they lead the whole stage okay. presence. You just we'll, we'll see. The best I could even do was top ten. I couldn't even get it down to five. <laughs> so if you limit me more to like people with bands, and we're fucked. I have seven, so I mean we'll cut it down. But regardless, we also have a special guest person who's going to be coming in. That's electric. I've been wanting this to happen literally forever. I'm not even going to say who it is. All I can say is I feel like it's going to be a crowd favorite. He's also a fucking jerk off, and we'll get into that later. But regardless, oh wait, speaking of Dante, how was uh, Nashville? How was Luke Bryan? Oh, dude, fucking unbelievable great great weekend um who was the most random person there <laughs> um i don't know probably me but <laughs> kid, kid rock showed up and was there all day uh saw rucker again darius rucker was there they both performed um peach pickers were there bunch of other random people who I didn't see. Oh, Sam Hunt was there. Um, punch him in the face for me. What? Did you punch him in the face for me just for being fucking loser? Man? No, I didn't see, dude. I actually didn't see him. I saw him in the pictures after, and I was like, "Wait, Sam Hunt was there?" And the girls that helped throw it were like, "Yeah, how did you not see him? He was there all day." Listen, uh, all time good looking dude, all time mediocre to bad musician. I, I fuck Sam. Fuck Sam Hunt. Bro. Kid Rock is just, you can, 
think whatever you want to think about him as a person. He is so fucking good. Like vocally, it was unbelievable. He got on stage and sang. I mean, he sang Zeppelin. He sang Stones. Uh, Notice he didn't sing any of his own songs. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, they were. It was, he was. He was doing all covers. Um, he was like a special guest. He just got. He was like invited by Luke because he lives not far away, and uh, he showed up for the charity. And he fitted in between shooting cans of beer. Uh, he fucking crushed it, man. He was so good. Rocker okay. too. I have to say this. Amazing. I fucking love Kid Rock. I think he's hilarious. Like, I think he's fully in on the joke. Like, I know he is who he is, but, like, I think he's fully in on this. Like, who is the liberal side's Kid Rock? Like, who is that, like, fucking over-the-top one side? Like, is it Lena Dunham? Like, is Lena Dunham the liberal's Kid Rock? Like, how do we correlate this? It's hard to make correlations because they're so different the way that they manifest the, the kind of extremists on each side of the spectrum, you know? Did you know that Kid the Rock- right side is way funnier in like unintentionally funnier? Yes, you know I mean? absolutely. And in, and intentionally. Yeah. Like Colin said, like he plays it up big time. I mean, oh, dude, yeah, yeah. his house is a white replica, house. Uh, replica of, of the, the White, white house. house. I was just gonna say that. It's the replica. wait, are you serious? Yeah, it's a <laughs> giant in- replica. It's way bigger, but it's a giant replica of the White House. I saw that. Shut the fuck up, no, swear to God. Oh, and I saw that it was only even though it's like 27,000 square feet, like something crazy. There's only two bedrooms in the whole place. Yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> how, ma- how many stripper poles do you think are in there? At least. Good amount. Glenny Balls was there last week. Um, he went for Jimmy John's birthday, which Kid Rock like hosted. <laughs> Dude, everybody, everyone I saw in Nashville this weekend was like, is Glenny Balls here? Is, is Glenny Balls back? Did he come back this weekend? I was texting him like, Dude, you're a fucking legend in Nashville. Now I don't know what I don't know what this is about, but everyone is asking me about you, guys. We have to get Kid Rock on the podcast. Oh, I would I love wish. to have Kid Rock on the. Podcast. Why? Why wish we can get people? We we've had giant guests on. We can get people. Dude, why can't- I don't think we can when you guys bash and talk shit about them on a weekly basis. What? But what the fuck am I gonna do? Sit here and be like, "Wow, I love everybody." Jared Leto is really cool. Like, no, call it the, call it the jerking off musicians podcast. That would be a boring ass podcast, yeah. Dante. And first off, I didn't say anything bad about Kid Rock. I said Kid Rock is the fucking man. Like, this is, oh, here he is. It's happening. Please, it'll never happen. First off, he's this is the perfect person to bring in this conversation. Be here forever. He doesn't know how to work technology, so this is gonna be tough. You said he's your younger brother? He's my younger brother, Matt. <laughs> Let's go. Yes. <laughs> I waited for this moment forever. What's up, Jerkoff? What's up? Yeah, I don't, I don't know how to use technology, actually. That Matt, took me like awesome 20 minutes. Matt, how awesome is Kid Rock? Great. <laughs> <laughs> dude, Matt is Kid Rock, dude. Man. Don't put me <laughs> why do you guys start me off with that? <laughs> well, we were in the middle of a conversation about Kid Rock. About how great he is? <laughs> yeah, can I say something about Kid Rock? Ever since the like him at, what was it, a White House correspondence dinner, shirtless, drinking a Budweiser, right? Or like bringing Pam Anderson to the Grammy, all these. I fucking love him at the same time. You know what I mean? Did you ever he watch are, him? He, did, didn't he spend like an exorbitant amount of his own money to make the beer cheaper at the Susquehanna Bank Center? for his He did. He did. 
that picture of him walking down the beach all fucking you know throwing his arms out all time that's the ideal male form i think every guy should look like that peak yeah the problem is some of his shit's good like the seeger type stuff that he does is is good and then his person his persona is just so fucking crazy if i I know i can be honest i've never heard anything except his first single but like i love (laughs) (laughs) wait you never heard picture or like no no my kid rock career and discography goes from about 1997 to 1997 late right around the era you don't know what he did with cheryl crow picture he's done picture and he has that song with like the his little person that used to be his partner who died. Yeah, never heard it. Never heard it. I'm not gonna lie, Ba with the Ba is like a, a mainstay gym song of mine. So I'm not you would love Ba with the Ba, dude. <laughs> that shit gets You're fired so, up. Anybody who says their own name in their own song is a winner in my book. My name is uh, Kid. Yeah. We didn't ba. know. <laughs> yeah, there Thank you go. You. Well, everybody meet Matt. This is my brother. I've been wanting to come on for a long time. And since we're doing these lists now, no one hates things or loves things more than my brother. And I think he's a nice foil to White Sox tape. So I wanted to bring my brother on today. So, Matty, how the fuck are you, buddy? Oh, great. I hate lists and I love them at the same time. That's actually funny you said that because I was thinking that before I, I started doing this. Well, one thing we do know is that white men love lists more than anybody else in the entire world. We list everything. Did my okay. man write them? Did my man handwrite them? Yeah, Matt, is that a list in front of you? Oh, you think I have a laptop? <laughs> 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 La- laptops are for liberal pussies. <laughs> we don't use those. <laughs> Dude, everyone at work thinks, like, because I'm the youngest guy in the firehouse, and they all think I'm fucking, they're like, oh, they, there's a problem with the Wi-Fi. Like, Matt, get it. And I'm like, I don't even fucking have technology. Like, I don't know. <laughs> I what have technology. Wait, so are you a, you're a, a fire fireman? Yeah. Fireman? Yep. Dude, how disappointed in in Colin are your parents? <laughs> I mean, Colin has kind of created a giant, well, soon to be giant music podcast, and I am a fireman who still lives in Northeast Philly, and my sister's like a yeah. But giant, you help people; you don't just talk shit. Yeah. For I would also That's say, in an, in an <laughs> Irish, why we had you on. I would also say that in an Irish Catholic family, having a son must at least bolster your, you know, reviews. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, except we're not Irish. That's the only weird thing about our family. Not at all. You would think <laughs> not we were. Even a Generic white guy, but no. <laughs> you guys aren't like British, German, Italian, Irish. Oh, you got two. You got two out of the mix. You're not going to get the third one ever. It's Vietnamese. <laughs> we're also Vietnamese. Guys. That'd be so sick. <laughs> yeah, we've been doing this the whole time. Um, but real quick, let's run over some of the shit that happened in the music industry before we get into the list. Uh, Kenny, when we were Young Fest, looked fucking incredible. Yo, I got... <laughs> I don't even know where to start or what to say about it because, like, of course it was going to work out this way, but I'm still mind-blown about the amount of people. I mean, it was like, looked like a fucking ACL, like 80,000 people going ham, 80,000 40-year-olds yep. uh, going ham, which is cool. <laughs> but the bands looked fun. You know, at the same time, I'm like, Vegas is 102 degrees outside during the, you know, during the show. Um, I will say that, like, it's crazy to see Good Charlotte making such a big comeback um also from a business standpoint because their management company is doing well and they've started like a new streaming thing and some other shit but then you know they brought out Lil Wayne like fuck out of also they had Matt Coma my boy play as a utility player in their band as a joke did they as a joke dude he's just off stage playing guitar and singing and playing keys as like the filler guy (laughs) I mean dude literally every band from that era Motion City Soundtrack was there Andrew McMahon was there there. doing multiple our boy Tim from Rise Against was there yeah he did a lot he brought out yellow card and shit like I'm just saying from that era of time it's like 
it's incredible to see how well that's touring now. Like that genre of music. Avril Lavigne. Like it was just a big fucking, you know, for, for that. Cause I came up with a lot of that stuff. That was like the, like, I don't know. Some of it spans late nineties in through the two thousands and stuff, but like, it's kind of cool to see like it come, not come. I don't even want to say come back. There's the nostalgic version of it. Like, of course that was always going to work. It's a great idea. Well, that overview. Well, go ahead, Dante. It's 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 cool seeing because people act like that whole era of music died, and that it's everyone's like uh, little secret that they still love pop yeah. punk and shit. But then it comes out like you see that many people show up, and you're like, oh no, this is still fucking huge, and everyone still listens to this on their ride to work and shit like that. So yeah, this is our high school years, man. Everybody doesn't matter who you are now, you still love it. That was my grade school, like MySpace era. See, like, all those I, bands were when I started playing music and trying to be in bands. So, like, mm. all that shit was just right up, like, trying to mimic all of that. Nah, that was me going into Hollister at the Nishamini Mall, trying to pick out which polo I was going to wear to the grade school dance. That's what it reminds <laughs> me of. Uh, but the overview of that shot. I'm going to put that into AI and try and generate uh, that image. You don't have to AI <laughs> shit. I'll just send you a picture of that. Yeah. Yeah. Matt, how would you have described me in grade school? I mean... Uh, your wife gave you a picture of yourself in which she labeled chunk <laughs> <laughs> where you had dyed wow. blonde hair. <laughs> wow. Dyed blonde hair. That's chubby. Fucking big Killed chunk, it. dude. Big chunk, dude. I was big chungus. I was out here killing it, dude. Yeah, me uh, and Colin aged differently. He started <laughs> off bad and then went good, and then I started off good, and I just fucking aged like milk after that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> aged like milk. White people age like bananas. That's a, that's a classic statement um but the overview of blink 182 set when it basically looked like i don't know fucking uh woodstock 99 with uh dmx on stage what a week for blink 182 Dude, they put a, out the new what a fucking quarter of a year for blink 182 man good for and like good for them they did you know i know that we're getting told they're not doing interviews or whatever but they did the zane low show and like that whole interview was fucking incredible because i remember tom straight to or mark straight to tom's face was like I told management and everybody that I would never step foot on a stage with you again kind of thing. And you're like, holy fuck, they're really like going at it. Why do they hate each other so much? Guys, I've been saying this for months now. When the fuck is Tom going to get his apology from never. everybody? <laughs> we About the alien just, stuff? We, yeah, we cannot just sweep this under the rug and forget that this guy wasn't completely blackballed by everyone in the world including his fucking bandmates now who all of a sudden are like, oh, yeah, we're cool. Everything's cool again. It is incredible to see, like, back 15 years ago, you could be blackballed for believing in aliens, and now we have everything that happens in Hollywood now, and it's like, well, maybe aliens weren't that bad. I don't know. Like, I, I look at it, and I'm like, okay, you can come back in the fall, buddy. You were right about aliens. At least you didn't, you know, all that shit. Kenny, you got to send me that clip. I didn't see that. Which clip? Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, Zane Lowe was the they I their their publicist did reach back out to us and Zane Lowe was the only thing they were doing. And they said it in the interview too. Fucking music show on the entire earth. So Zane Lowe is awesome, by the way. He drives me nuts. He gets fucking everything. I when I was at the sphere, um everyone that I met and talked to there was like, Oh, did you see Zane Lowe was here last week? Oh, did you see we gave Zane Lowe a private tour? I was like, Yes, cocksuckers. I know (laughs) I, I saw like I mean, it's nice that he has a big multi-million dollar company like Apple backing him. It's almost like if you have that behind you, you can get certain things. I don't want to throw shade, you know? Fucking goddamn it. Uh, But the Blink album. 
the Blink album, I liked it. I thought it was good. I thought Anthem Part 3 was a good way to start. Obviously, uh, Terrified was a boxcar racer song that they just reworked, which it turns out that's exactly what it was. It was cheeky. It was classic Blink. The production was fucking outstanding. Travis Barker did a great job. Uh, Yo, shout the- out to my boy Aaron Rubin, Alon Rubin's brother, who produces a lot of Alon's stuff, who ended up doing a lot of the songs on the new Blink record. Good for you, Aaron. Fuck yeah. Uh, but overall, I mean, dude, actually a good week for music. The new Sanfa album came out, which I blogged this for White Sox State, but Sanfa is someone I've been waiting for a new record from. People know him from the Kendrick album. They know him from Drake's albums. He had one album come out that was fantastic like eight years ago, and he finally followed it up, did an amazing job. Uh, LCD Sound System and Idols came out and did a collaborative song called Dancer, produced by Kenny Beats, who I'm a big fan of. Uh, I love that band. They can do no wrong in my eyes. It was a good week for music, and we rebounded from that Drake album, which I thought was absolute dog shit. Matt, I want your opinion on that. I think we've had this conversation. Drake's album sucks, correct? It sucks, and it doesn't. Drake is like, you pick like three songs, and you're like, I love those songs. Like, I love the J. Cole song. Fucking love the J. Cole song. Beat, J. Cole, anything J. Cole is fucking amazing to me, but it's like, I haven't liked, I don't think I've liked anything from Drake as a whole, like front to back since nothing was the same like that's like the last thing i've ever done but like every album that kendrick and j cole drops like i listen to it like front back three times in a row and then i decide how i feel about it but like yep great album i just threw it on the way to work and i was like all right like i'll just listen to the songs i like now see that's the thing about a drake is that i've never listened to a single record of his start to finish kendrick and fucking j cole every record they've ever put out i only listen start to finish right mm-hmm. Because Between it's it. a conscious album. He thought, like, there's a thought into it. Like, when you go, when you take that full pop leap, it's, like, it's tough to put together, like, a, an artistic piece of, like, 10 songs that, like, all go like Kendrick or J. Cole does. Like What I would what? say, too, is that I think that Kendrick and J. Cole, they've got something to say. Drake right. says what sounds cool for the most part, right? Kendrick's a fucking poet. So It's almost like Drake's Canadian Right. Yes. And and the other guys aren't. Yeah, that's, that's very how true. I would put it. You that's astute. With that. You might be onto something, dude. The I don't Canadians know. have got like three good artists, and I know I'll get a fuckload of shit for that. Yeah, only three. Can- be one gonna... of them. The Holy Triumphant. To to me, the, like you know the the stereotype about Canadians being friendly and all that. Like it's true. They are genuinely really friendly people. But I think the downside of that is they don't have. There's something Balls. that, like, yeah, England, America, like these other countries of God of that they're missing. Like, I mean, this like Angel. it should be a deep sociological study Angel. of why everything from Canada kind of sounds like it was like polished. You know, name yeah. the three Canadian artists you think are good. I mean, Joni Mitchell's like <laughs> she almost makes up for the rest of the fucking of Canada. Okay, so that's um, one. Who's two? Neil Young. Neil Young. Okay, there's two. Justin Bieber. No, okay, well, let's name them and then see what you actually think about. Like they've got amazing artists. In, if you count numbers, Nickelback you know, like selling things. Nickelback, uh, Celine Nickelback Dion. Nickelback's from Canada. Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, Celine, Celine Dion. Like, I don't know. It's Billy Talent. <laughs> Billy Talent. Nick, Nickelback. Russia's, Russia's Canada, right? Russia's Canada. Russia's Canadian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey, for sure. No, I'm talking about musical artists. Yeah, they got a lot of good tra- comedians. The but even the comedians boys? are all like pretty 
there's something like missing it. There's like an American thing, and it's not I mean, not just an American thing, but there's like it it is there's quite a difference. It is very subtle, but it's like an important difference. I right. find they fear of the government and fear of of moose. They have a fear of moose, but they got hockey players. That's the thing that I think makes American music, not even all American music, but like I can tell an artist that like has a sense of danger about them and one that doesn't, that's just all bubblegum lollipops. Yeah. Like what I'm saying is like, I'm not actually shitting all over Canada. Like like we go to Canada all the time. I love playing in Canada. Like I've had some of the most amazing experiences in Canada, but there is a difference between it. And I think it's exactly what Kenny is saying. Like there's, Something it's 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 the reason there's all this shit wrong with America, like the like all the things that are wrong with America is because you've got this wild west thing here. Mm. That I know they had a wild west in Canada and they've done their fair share of uh, murdering, raping, and pillaging, like the rest of the world has. Like they're not like angels by any means, but there's just some weird danger thing that Americans have got that you pay for on both sides of you get amazing fucking things and you get all the shit that america does you know the beautiful thing about america is you took the weirdos and the fucking outlaws from every other country in the world and you put them onto one landmass and you said all right have fun guys there you go we're a weird social experiment is what we are and american music still influenced by everything else too because everyone comes here because this is the mainstream so once you make like you come here then everyone just starts picking up on that and then yeah, it becomes part of American music. That's Which like kind of why Drake sucks because Drake. Can't I will pick one say thing. this also. Um, you know, when you're when you're playing on stage to a big crowd and you do like a clap along, if you take your ears out and you hear them back, it can be really dangerous because well, the delay and then also like whether they clap in time. You do that in Mexico City, Colombia, no problem. Fucking perfectly in time. They help you play. That's because it's white. Did that in Mon- did it in Montreal and it was just like. What what are you fucking <laughs> listening to? Like you're nowhere near what we're fucking playing. White people. Right. Uh, in Kenny's words, white people. Um, <laughs> let's go into our list here. So let's talk about it this week. We are talking about our top five front people of all time. We're not going based off of singing ability necessarily. We're basically talking about band leaders, people in the front of the band. Um, this is following up our conversation last week of the Rolling Stone 250 top guitar players list. With our own personal top tens, I thought last week we did a good reason or a good job of explaining why we picked these people and giving rationale on our list. I want to start with Kenny because Kenny says he has ten because he can't listen to rules and he doesn't care. Uh, Kenny, why don't you go and start with us? Um, okay, let's see. I, I have to do these in no particular order, so this is not one through ten, right? Uh, and also, this is just a list of favorites, not a list right. of who I think is best in any way whatsoever. This is a list of my favorites. Number one, Aretha Franklin. Gotta mm. gotta be on there. Gotta be. Big. But is she? But is she a front person? Is the that's question? The uh, makes that's that's what I was trying to get into. It was the same thing as like the guitar players things. It's more about who's my favorite fucking. Yeah, because listen, even if it's Aretha Franklin's thing, she's only really ever performed with a forty-five piece fucking backing band. It's yeah. true, and she's. I mean, let's not fucking kid around. She's a huge common commanding soul on any stage that she was on. R.I.P. Aretha Franklin. Next one, I put Chris Cornell. The nineties grunge generation and all that stuff and then all the stuff that he did with Soundgarden, Temple of the Dog and then all the features that he does. Everybody knows that Chris Cornell's voice is just fucking unbelievable. Audio sleeve. Come on, man. <laughs> uh, Matt, he hates audio sleeve. I know you told me. On my list. 
fucking one of the best of all times. That dude's pocket and emphasis and performance and fuck. Who are you talking about? Otis Redding. Oh yeah, Uh-oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah, absolutely. Otis Redding's big on my next one is uh Freddie Mercury. Fuck yep. fair. Like, come on, I don't need need I say more. Michael Jackson, you know, it's hard. Like, how you, you want me to do five? I'm trying. Well, Jackson uh, Five, technically he was the front person of the Jackson Five, so he's absolutely on there. Um, Stevie Nicks, it's on my list. Uh, yeah, here's yeah, yeah. And I know I already immediately knew that that was gonna kind of be a whatever, but like her voice, the timbre of her voice over those songs or those certain sections of songs. It's That's like a great one. this voice. Well, there's an, there's another factor to it. I think it's like when when you think of the band, like I basically can only think of Stevie Nicks. Like, Which I, and is I'm not, insane. I'm not denigrating the band. Like, obviously, it is a band. Like, it's all it wouldn't be there without everyone. But that's what you think of, and yeah, that's what is like a good definition. I think of the reason band. why Ken, this works on Kenny's list is because if you look at like Rumors, right, their biggest album, she is the lead vocalist on two songs, mm-hmm. and you still think of Stevie Nicks as the band. A hundred percent. Great point. Yeah, a hundred percent. Stevie. So, what Taylor Swift's voice for pop music? Because I think. Whatever about her voice, she has one of the most incredible pop voices. Not mm-hmm. technical capability, but the timbre. Uh, Stevie Nicks is that for me for like 70s, you know, 60s, 70s music. Um, going quickly, Dolly Parton, get out of fucking town, right? Like, yeah. I think she might be my number one of all time, all time. Um, Whitney Houston, I grew up in the 90s. I was a kid in the 90s. Those fucking songs. Same with my next one, Mariah Carey. Um Two fucking insane singers. And then the last one is a personal favorite of mine and somehow made my list. Emily Armstrong from Dead Sarah. She's one of my favorite Dude, of all time. So underrated. Yeah. Dead you showed me Dead Sarah. She is fucking Dude, incredible. Go see when you see her live, it's like one of those religious, but she'll you she'll play a 300 cap club and you're just like, I can't believe what I'm fucking watching right now. It's unbelievable. Maddie, that would be a favorite band of yours if you got into them. Dead Sarah. Okay. Yeah. Check them out. Trust me. Let's go. God bless. Let's go to Matt. Matt, who do you got? I I struggle with lists because it's always like, am I choosing my favorite singers or am I going off the parameters of like who had the biggest impact or who had the most hits or like stage presence? So like like mine's no particular order, and I wrote ten because you told me ten earlier. Fine. And but like my the first one I wrote down was Freddie Mercury. I mean, crowd control. He was like the first person to really just like nail crowd control when you see him just command like sixty thousand people and have them singing in unison making whatever yeah. vocal runs he's making trying their best to do it that would yeah. be a tough one to take your earpiece out on to listen to like him doing his vocal runs and then you just listen yeah to yeah. That. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh mick jagger that's a that's a fucking obvious one obvious uh, just i don't know if anyone's ever commanded a stage the way he does and like like you say about Keith Richards and stuff, like musicality wise, like they're not like knocking your socks off. They're just like they just rock and they're just amazing. And he carries everything they do. Yeah. Uh, three is my personal favorite, and probably yours too is Bruce. Bruce. I mean, name a better dude that's been doing it for fifty years and it's still like just I saw him in Atlanta a couple months ago and it was just like the best thing I've ever been a part of. You want to hear something fucked up? I forgot to put Bruce on my list. That's insane. That's fucking crazy. <laughs> Holy shit! I guess he was never coming on the podcast now. I'm sorry. <laughs> hey, no, you saved me because I got to put him on the list. Go ahead. Who's your next one? Robert Plant. Yeah, that's just. I mean, no one ever sang like him. Uh, your like your buddies are trying to sing like him right now. I know that, but like, I mean, just think of a guy who changed music. No one ever sang like that before. The Wait, by, by my buddies, do you mean Greta Van Fleet? 
Yeah, your favorite. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, I actually had Stevie Nicks on mine because, like, as soon as you think of Fleetwood, like, Stevie Nicks songs just jump my head automatically. And I don't know a band that's had more bangers than them ever. Yep. Uh, Roger Daltrey, that's another one that I think a lot Great of people call. just, I think a lot of people overlook him when you think about it. You know what I mean? Yep. But you look mm-hmm. at what he's done. Uh, Bowie. Oh, yeah. Bowie's, like, just talk about being an absolute original dude i mean ziggy stardust i mean he's just incredible i love everything that dude's ever done as weird as he was and like i just love his music um eight i got elvis the original frontman, the just the king of rock and roll you know what i mean the first guy to ever do it swinging his penis around which <laughs> if i could i would but i can't so I won't. <laughs> <laughs> um, james brown that, mm, yes, I have him. Yeah, yeah. that's a deep yeah. pick. And then, uh, and then, want to put another? This is a personal favorite of mine, and I, he didn't have a long enough career to really be on this re- list. But Bon Scott, Ooh. I mean, yeah, I mean, er, early ACDC stuff, everything up to the point in which he died, his stage presence, the things he did. And then I have a list of like like ten other ones. I hope other people say that I I just could have put James Hetfield, other things like that. Like people I could have put on this list. People have been doing it for. People forget how big Metallica is because I know they're metal and everything, but I mean, Jesus Christ! Yeah, oh yeah, we'll yeah. do an honor. We'll do honorable mentions too for sure. But all I mean, right. I mean, fucking Headfield is all time. Um, yeah, Johnny, let's go with your list. Who do you got? All right, my first two are going to kind of throw you, uh, Adam Levine. Fuck yeah, absolutely. No, I'm, I'm for sure. I'm, I was going to say, dude. I was <laughs> like, are you <laughs> Come wow. on, man. Me wow. putting at <laughs> wow. Jared Leto at number two. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> for sure. For sure. Well, I wouldn't have put him on there until he started jumping off the stage with those bungee cords last week. I mean, now I mean Billy Corgan number three, obviously. So let me start with the, he's not on my list, but you kind of have to throw him like he obviously is a, one of those dudes. Mick Jagger. I saw him in yeah, like early in 95. And it's like it's not he's not my favorite front man. I, I'm, I'm not that crazy about that, but like He's fucking undeniable, like yeah. the energy. Okay, so James Brown, I think I might put him at the top for me because oh. you think about what he does, like energy-wise. I mean, obviously, talent and all that, but like just energy-wise, at the time he was doing it without fucking lights and video and all the shit you can do to help a front man now. Like, that dude could walk into a stadium and command everyone now with, with a nothing microphone. Nothing but drugs. Fucking incredible. Yeah. Nothing but drugs. <laughs> yeah. Um... Freddie Mercury, yep. same reasons everyone said. Uh, Dolly Parton, same thing, Kenny. I think I'd put her up there. She's just like yeah. unbelievably talented singer, songwriter, everything. But then it's just like the presence. You know, that's how it is the most important thing. Um, I put Max Collins up there. Like, obviously, he's not. <laughs> oh, in the, come on. No, no, I'm, I'm serious because, like, yeah, he's not in the legend status of these dudes, but. Having getting to watch him from backstage for however many fucking 50 shows we did, he is what the definition of a front man is, right? Because again, he's one of those dudes, he's super talented songwriter, singer, like everything. But it's just like the way someone walks out onto stage and just fucking deals with the crowd because he would deal with every kind of crowd from like three people to the bigger shows. And when we were doing our whole bit with like how he hated us, like it was, he just commanded that attention, you know, and that there's something I, I truly respect. Who's up um, next? Uncle Cracker? 
<laughs> uh, here's a weird one. Caleb Followell from Kings of Leon. Because Love he has Caleb Followell. Zero stage presence. Absolutely none. And like I love that. He's just like like you might say five words on those when we were opening for them, like, and it was just amazing because he still is just fucking drawing people in. You know what I mean? I, I've um, seen them twice and I've never seen him move once. No. But it's, he doesn't yeah. move. No, and that's what I, I love about him. And I was then, always jealous of bands that could leave a stage after ninety minutes set without a bead of sweat on them. <laughs> Wilco, like Jeff Tweedy, just stand there and can you imagine just like being old your entire show, like a little bit. Yeah. That's crazy. Um, Johnny, who else got, you have? I got two more. I don't know what number we're at. Uh, little Richard. I just watched yeah. that documentary on him. It's fucking amazing documentary, and he's what is weirdly, it? I don't know what it's called. Um, just search. It's a fairly recent Little Richard documentary, and it's like he's underrated. As much as everyone knows he's a legend, like you don't. After watching the documentary, like holy shit, I didn't quite realize the depth and extent of his influence. Like literally, rock and roll does not exist without Little Richard. Yeah, there's no Beatles. I love. I like no it. shit, huh? Yeah, I mean, he's he's just like one of the most influential thing. And then for me, that drum groove in Lucille. Oh yeah, is probably the greatest thing that's ever been played in rock and roll ever and they show a clip of one of the drummer talking about like what little richard was looking for and how he came up with that and then last one i'll do uh is miles davis and i put him near the top because for me a definition of a front man is like there's almost no one that played with miles davis that ever did anything better than when they were with miles davis if you know what I mean. Mm. So yeah. like they all went on to had like every legend of jazz played with Miles Davis and they all went and had amazing careers. But in my opinion, they didn't do anything better than when they were hit with him because he was such a fucking leader and literally a front man. Like he just fucking led that thing like a, you know, a spear. Yo, you're welcome world for America giving you jazz. Damn right, dude. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Consider me Miles Davis. Dante, give me your list. All right, so you guys already named a bunch of them, but um, I don't think anyone named Axl Rose. He's ah. for me. He's on there. Um, just my favorite rock band ever, and he basically is hated as he is, and is terrible a, a person he is behind the scenes. Uh, he somehow kept the band together since they reunited. They've been touring now for like six years. They sound fucking awesome. Uh, they're attempting to put out new music. Still one of the best live shows I've ever seen. Um, so yeah, Axel is on there. Uh, Colin, I fell off because my computer wasn't charged. But did you say Bruce? My brother said Bruce. I haven't gone yet. Yeah. But yes, I will say Bruce. I forgot. So but yes, he's Bruce. on. The, he's on there for me. Um. Obviously, I think the best live performer. Um, seeing him solo, seeing him on Broadway, seeing him with E Street. Uh, he's just fucking total package, uh, no matter who's on stage with him. So he's on there for me. Um, Freddie Mercury, you guys already said, for obvious reasons. Elvis, I loved um put him down there too and 
I was trying to think of who for my fifth. And I have I have one that I can't believe you haven't said that's on my Wait, list. Is it the singer from oh. Chainsmokers? Obviously. <laughs> <laughs> it's the guy Aloe Black who does that song for Avicii. Is it Martin Garrix? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, who who do you have? All right, I'll start my list. Uh, and this is oh, why sorry. I thought... can, can I interrupt? I forgot one person, uh, Keith Flint from the Prodigy. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. About him because again, it's like he's not really a singer. Uh, you, how would you categorize him? Like, he's a fucking front person. Fucking punk, like, that's what he is. Rock as fuck. I would also drop yeah. one more into my list that I wanted to mention was Matthew Coma, is one of my favorite fucking singers of all time. Coma's the fucking somebody man. so effortlessly, effortlessly, effortlessly <laughs> in every high note, not false head voice. <laughs> So yep. easily, it's crazy. It's incredibly hard to do. Dante, how did you forget Liam Gallagher? He's not to me. He's not a front man. Noel. Oh no, I think, <laughs> Liam I Gallagher think, is Oasis. I think Noel is the front man, though. I think, I like think we said, like I, th- I think. Yeah, I said I think said. they have the same argument. Yeah, yeah, they have the same yeah. argument. That's a really good point. Yeah, but Liam is like the Kings of Leon guy for me. Where like no stage presence, but like if you took a silhouette of Liam at the microphone with his hands behind his back, leaning forward a little bit, singing like that's why he's the best, dude. Comes out in a parka with sunglasses on, has no yeah. idea where he is. Fucking great, just wails and commands a crowd. When I think of rock and roll, Liam Gallagher is one of the first people I think of. Like Liam was when I'm thinking of a frontman. Liam doesn't give a fuck about anything. Walks out on stage, commands the entire crowd, doesn't do shit, and leaves. He is pure rock and roll. Liam Gallagher is on my list. Robert Plant, obviously on my list. Johnny, you may beg to differ, but Robert Plant to me... No, no, I know. He's got to be up there. I was just saying that like, if, if you talk about Led Zeppelin specifically, I much prefer... The instrumental side of Led Zeppelin than the actual so- singing in the song. Did That's you all I was saying. That Robert Plant, uh, whatever, a couple of nights ago, sang Stairway to Heaven for the first time in 16 years. No. Yeah. Wow. Really? Find it. Yeah. Did he do it at like a rich person's bot That would have been really cool to Thanks. post on social media. <laughs> Dude. Thanks, Kenny. Rob- hey, you got Robert- stuff. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a good blog right there. <laughs> Nobody did it yet. You can do it. Kenny, Robert send Plant- us this shit when you see it. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't. You know what I do is I'll I'll send it to myself on Insta and then I post it from Barstool backstage. But I'll send it to you guys. Send Robert it in the Pl- social thread. Yeah, Robert Plant to me is the fucking embodiment of a frontman. He's so he just fat. is. He's fat. I'm just kidding. Oh my god, I was like, he, he just used to be so skinny. And when I was thinking last night, I was like, man, I mean, when I'm seventy something years old, I'll probably be real fat too. I have one here that I think is going to be a little controversial. Lauren Hill. People don't think about Lauren Hill as a front woman at all of the yeah. Fugees. Dude, Lauren Hill is one of the last great kind of mysterious musical figures that you don't know whether or not she's going to show up to a show, you, but you might also get she canceled a show the other day in Philly, but she yeah. might also give you the greatest performance of your lifetime. I, I like that one. Colin. When I think of I like that. R&B. I don't think about Brandy, Monica, uh, fucking any of these people. I, I, you know what I mean? I think of Lauren Hill every fucking time. Well, the amazing part is she does shape shift through different oh, genres. She raps. She does R and B. Does something misrepresent? What was it of Lauren Hill? Uh, the Miseducation of Lauren Hill. It's one of the greatest records of all time. I mean, top fifty record for sure. 
the score by the Fuji's all time great record. And she's with a legend like Wyclef and then Praz is there somewhere. And then Lauren Hill is just the, this beacon that you go to. But to me, she shifts through genres, but they shift around her. She doesn't necessarily change. She does rap. She does R and B. She does reggae, but she is Lauren Hill. Lauren Hill is easily up there for me as the top front person. Uh, James Brown, without a doubt, changed mm-hmm. popular music the way people performed the the ferocity that he had while still being under control finding his band for missing a note he's a fucking band leader dude he is all time while high as hell he's the man uh the shirt that i'm wearing right now phil Linet of thin lizzy i always bring him up in these conversations he's the best maddie what are you laughing about thin lizzy i like that one thank you I thought about this a little bit. Um, Phil Linet is the best, coolest voice ever to me. Like, I I love Thin Lizzy, uh, and he's just an all-time front man. Mick Jagger has to be on there. Still running around stadiums while he's 80. He's the man. He's been the man since the 60s. Stones over Beatles, no questions asked. Don't even don't even talk to me if you have a different opinion. Um, and then my final one I had here, well, Bruce Springsteen I have to add on because somehow I missed that. And as a weird kind of recency bias thing, Haley Williams. I love Haley Williams. I do. Haley Williams. I'm not, I'm not mad at that because her band, <laughs> her band discography is fucking unquestionable. The David Bendit stuff that they did. And then you hear her do like acoustic performances and you're like, oh, fuck. This chick can sing. She's the Dude. legend of this generation. She has a song with uh, with Joy Williams of the Civil Wars that I'm oh, not. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Dude, Haley Williams. Your heartbreak. She's out. She's out. She's all. She's all. Influence every new pop singer that comes up wants to be Haley Williams. Mm-hmm. Every single one of them, dude. D- decode? Are you fucking kidding me? Just ugh. Uh, who did we miss? Because uh, nobody said Zach De La Roca. I'm really surprised about that, Kenny. Yeah, I don't think my brain went to. I'd almost put him in the hip hop category anyway. It's fair, mm-hmm. you know. But um, yeah, my brain just went to like you know mostly singing and and timbre of voice. I mean, the, yeah, Bart. there's so many people I'm sure we missed, but it. Oh, Jim Morrison, Matt said. Jim Morrison, all-time kind of mysterious front man. It's hard to put a Beatle in there because none of them were the front man. They were a four-piece band. Honestly, none of them were that great at singing either. That's Well, McCartney's voice is pretty sweet. I hate John Lennon's voice. I really do. Paul McCartney's voice is all right, you know? (laughs) I like, like, three Beatles songs. That's it. It's like Helter Skelter and Don't Let Me Down. Like, I don't really like I like Wings better than Beatles (laughs) Matt, do you remember what dad Matt, do you remember what dad told us about the Beatles when we were kids? No, I'm sure it wasn't good though. He said we don't uh, the Beatles are for pussies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was a he's a deep dive rock blues guy. Like he's a purist too. Like if it's not like if it's you guys not need like, to remember that when you're in therapy 10 years from now, because that, that's going to be some deep-seated trauma to have the Beatles dog. taken away from you from, from that. If you think that's the first piece of thing that me and Matt have to go to therapy for, you don't know us. No, no, it might be the most important, though. I don't know what happened in your Were, life. Weren't the Beatles like a, a 60s CIA PSYOP project? Oh, absolutely. I'll go there on that one. I'm, I'm always down for a good conspiracy theory. Would you I, really... I, I have a bunch of fucking. I have a couple hot takes and a couple <laughs> honorable mentions. Give me the hot take so I can talk shit. For, well, for me, like you put Aretha up there, Luther's up there for me. Okay. If you're going Luther cry, Vandross, you want to talk about a dude that could just go up there and command like twenty thousand people? Like so your, you his performance, the house is not a home. Wait, like, what did you say, Kenny? 
I said, do you think Luther Vandross fucked hard? Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. You, the big man? That dude definitely fucked. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> For sure. Uh, Tina Turner is definitely. Oh, out. how do we forget yeah. Tina Turner? I hope she does a tour soon. <laughs> uh, David Lee Roth. Ooh, yeah. I like it. Yeah, I back it. Uh, Ozzy. Yeah, yeah. I, you would talk a great front man, though. I mean, the dude is just a fucking maniac. Yeah. Uh, Iggy Pop. Oh yeah, Iggy Pop. He was up there. Fred, that's Dinner. a front. Uh, who's amazing. the worst front man? Oh, how much time you got, buddy? Jesus well, it's hard. It's hard. Like without just talking shit about people, They're, like who comes across as really fake and is like going through the motions. That's said, a great question. I said mine up at the front. I was gonna say sure. Adam Levine probably is number one on yeah. that. He's got those moves like Jagger, and that's like that sums up perfectly. It's like it's all just like an impression of something else. You know who? You Rock. know who's a terrible front person and or singer? Anybody that has to do a TV performance on like a late night show. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. That, but that's not their fault. Like, <laughs> I know you know what I mean, but like, that's fucking rough. No one said Scott Stapp from Creed, and I'm a little disappointed. I saw somebody have a Halloween costume that was him in the Dallas Cowboys jersey, and I was like, that's yep. a good fucking costume. Danny, <laughs> I'm trying to remember. There's a tweet you did when we had our whole I thing did. about us about Congress not even having a front. Ma- like, I, I, can't, I have to go find the verbiage of it. It was like. <laughs> Fucking perfect. I don't like, remember it either, but I'm sure it's pretty good. <laughs> who's the worst? Who's the worst front person of all time? That's an uh, excellent that, question. That could be a whole show. What'd you say, Maddie? That could be a whole other show. Yeah, you really could. Into that. Like who's like where the band just carries them and they have no fucking personality whatsoever. Like, ooh, I can't even. I, well, I you know, maybe it's hard to do bad, but like uh, Paul Anka, you know, the dude that wrote My Way. Have you heard the stories about him? No, I mean, he he was such. We, did, a legendary... we just lost the entire thirteen through twenty-one year old. No, but this no, is I'm, I'm interested in hearing this because uh, it's a pretty I... funny story because he he was giving his band so much shit and he would just treat them like absolute shit. And you're talking like a big band, you know, like thirty people playing, like a whole band. One night he pissed them off so much they walk on stage. He walks out front and then they walk on stage and start playing. They walked on and walked off. And just left him oh, fucking yeah. sitting on stage. Nice. <laughs> Love that. That's awesome. You know who's the one? Nice. Paul Schaefer. Oh, Paul Schaefer oh, yeah. from David Letterman's Late Night Man. Yeah, he's fucking off my list. Fuck did we miss? Guy. Did we miss Phil Collins? Yes, I just thought of him. Oh, Phil Collins is an awesome front man. <laughs> yeah, yeah also forgot Eddie Vedder half his career. Eddie Vedder, we forgot Eddie Vedder. I was so I'm saying you're just gonna name everybody, but I think like we hit the ones that are just like in that next tier up when you talk about like James Brown or uh Dolly Parton or some of those dudes, they are like that next tier. No one said Kurt Cobain. He was like he was gonna be on my list too, but it's hard to whittle down to 10. You know, I was just trying to stick to 10. Who would Dave have had on here? Dave would have had Brad Knoll from Sublime, he would have had John (laughs) Mayer on his B-Sides fucking RB record. Yeah, uh, he would have had Jerry Garcia. He would have had fucking Derek Trucks. Derek yeah, Trucks he would have had a Violent J from ICP. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, guys, I gotta jump. Yeah, all right, Dante. Dave's easy, man. God, trying to get a hold of Dante is like trying to catch a snake with your bare hands. <laughs> He's just a squirmy bastard, dude. He gets in and out. 
It's fucking crazy. White Sox Dave's like Anthony Kiedis, best singer in the history of music. Oh, for sure. Anthony Kiedis is not a good singer, but Anthony Kiedis is a great frontman. Anthony Kiedis never said he was a good singer. Is the, the Agreed. He knows. He's well aware and he found his lane. I'm going to put the lead singer of The Fray on mine. Hmm. I love that guy with his little faux hawk. It was adorable. <laughs> There's a lot of bands from like, but, oh, I, I would have hey, put the Brand- singer from Airborne Toxic event. <laughs> oh, that fucking guy, dude. I would have put midnight. Johnny, I know you want to say something. Nah, we'll talk off air. <laughs> <laughs> I want to talk about that. Um, I would have put Brandon Flowers from the Killers. I, I love Brandon. I love Brandon Flowers. Brandon Flowers. Um, Alex Turner from Arctic Monkeys, also a fan. Now, but again, now you're just like we can name. Fuck, we can. Yeah, say now you're naming all your favorite bands. Yeah, like, I was just gonna say I'm kind of just going the off greatest here. frontman of the the history of rock and roll. Like, you know how you think the best way I think to think about it is like, if you put all the people we just named, like every single one in a room, who's everyone turning around to look at? And those are your top five. That, that wow. answer, you know, okay. like whenever you know that, and you know who those are. You yeah. know what I mean? The artist artists. Yeah. There you go. Um, and then we'll do a whole nother hip hop one. I think that's like a whole nother conversation. Yeah, dude, best rapper? Are you fucking kidding me? That's that's. I think that's a that's like the toughest conversation to have because there's so many different like eras, like eras of hip hop. Like, can you include the conscious rap guys in there? Are we going off record sales? So that's where like the real top conversation starts to happen on that. What, what was it? Uh, Will Compton from Barstool Sports put out a list, and he he did a troll list, and everybody like on the internet freaked out. It was like one Eminem, two Mac Miller. Three, it was it, Kid Rock. Like, it was all just the white rappers, like, top to bottom. And people were like, but he would throw in, like, a Jay-Z and then a Biggie just to, like, make it look like he wasn't doing it. And people <laughs> lost their fucking minds, dude. Um, We got to do this quickly because I know everybody has to get out of here. Let's do on list, off list real quick. Did anybody have anything on their list? Anything good this week? Anything they want to talk about? Yeah, this fucking bucket hat, dude. This hat, like, so I'm almost 40 and I have two kids. And now I buy my clothes at Costco. Uh, and this fucking hat is all time. I wear it all day inside, outside. It's my new favorite thing. It's waterproof. It keeps the sun out of my little eyeballs. And so these bucket hats. What did I say you looked like when we started? Like a Viet Cong soldier from the 70s. <laughs> no, that's not what I said. No, it was Hunter S. Thompson. Oh, yeah. I said you look like if Hunter S. Thompson oh, uh, fuck Steve oh. Irwin. Yeah, similar. <laughs> yeah, just don't wear that in Australia or fucking a goth's going to knock it off your head. Yeah. Oh, there's the Shane Gillis. Shane Gillis. Love that. <laughs> I'll put, I, I, I'm going to put Costco on my list. Yeah, hell never, yeah. For like, for like big evil companies, I don't even know if they're evil. I'm not saying they're evil, but like they actually, it's, it's really good shit there. It's not like going into a fucking Walmart. Like it's not low quality shit, you know? So we're a, we're a when, Sam's when a big family. company does does good shit, it's like I that's cool. I'm I'm kind of with that. Yeah, we're a Sam's Club family church. over here. We call Costco church in our family, and we go to church every Sunday and get three dollars <laughs> fifty cents slice of pizza. Maddie, have you ever been to Costco? No, where's Costco? I, right I, I mean, we don't even have Costco's around here. Y'all got Sam's. We have Sam's Club. It's the Sam's Club. I fuck with Sam's Club, bro. My mom. Same. Run Sam's Club. My mom's got the gold platinum package. Fucking yeah, same thing. She has like a black card to Sam's, dude. <laughs> uh, Maddie, anything on your list? Anything good? No, nothing is good right now. <laughs> like fires are off my list. <laughs> <laughs> fires are good for anybody. Yeah, no, everything's off my list because of what the Phillies did last night. Yeah, so. dude. 
Yeah, Johnny likes to, Johnny likes to talk shit every week because I come on here in a different Philly sports hat, and he always gives me shit about it. Yeah, but do you have to explain why I'm giving you shit? Why? I could give a fuck about the Phillies versus the NBA New York Lakers. I, I, I just, I, I just give you shit to give you shit. Like you could Yo, be wearing anything. Maddie, one time we were giving him shit about not liking sports, and I think Kenny said he liked Quidditch because he's from South Africa. And he, just, he ran the, I was like, "What kind of bullshit sports do you guys like?" And Kenny went Quidditch. Well, let's talk. Let's talk bullshit sports. South Africa, New Zealand. This Saturday is the Rugby World Cup. Oh, that's the gonna, All Blacks. Yeah, that's going to be worth watching. If you yeah, like that's a to see, bath. yeah, if you like to see men play sports. Johnny played cricket as a kid. No, fuck cricket is like the, the only thing more boring than baseball is cricket. Dude, are you are you guys like uh, dressage? Like you guys like horse dancing and shit like that? <laughs> I like this bit, Colin. It's pretty funny. <laughs> Thanks, appreciate it. Uh, on my list, on my list. Oh, once again, nothing because the Phillies fucked me last night. But it was cool. I got a text from the head of uh, WXPN and World Cafe uh, today. They played uh, a little block of Foxtrot songs to the city of Philadelphia to cheer everybody up. I swear to God, it's literally word for word what he said. So. We had a hand in people not killing themselves, which is pretty fucking sick. That's a big or, or maybe you just made it worse, honestly. Yeah, yo, there's just a fucking giant mess jump off the wall. Whitman Bridge. <laughs> They're like, ugh. I wish God, they would do one have. of those Philly riot things about that, Colin. What, like when we win? No, no, them playing your songs on the radio. That would be fucking sick. I would love that. If they yeah, it's, it's the like polls. a mark of respect. If 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 Philadelphia's burning something, you're like, it's like I made it. We really did it. it. Yeah. Yeah. We could win Grammys, but until they burn down City Hall because we, we had a good song out, that's that's my mark of success, dude. Uh Kenny, anything off your list? Um <laughs> what? My friend's fucking laughing at me. That's off my off my fucking list. Kenny, will you give me and Matt or both you guys can? Uh, we're both new dads. Matt's Matt's son is slightly older than mine. Do you have any advice for us? Kenny, you look like a fucking walrus right now. Listen, my advice for you is to lower your expectations of not being exhausted at any point in time. Because my brain doesn't even fucking I get work. Eight dude. hours of sleep and a two-hour nap during the day. I'm still fucking tired. Why? It's because I'm parenting all fucking day. Yeah, and you're parenting too. Yo, twins, twice as many diapers as y'all, twice as many nap times, twice as many meals, twice as many bottles. <laughs> Fuck. It sounds great. It sounds, like a lo- it sounds like a lot of complaining to me. Yeah, well, <laughs> it's like. My sister who likes to complain about her one child. You're like, yo, I don't want to hear it. <laughs> you're like, yeah, you're like, you're like the person who, uh, who like when somebody says their dog is their baby, you're like, you don't even know what it's like to really love or really raise anything. Never I have bo- a child. Never, never bothered me until I had children. You know what I mean? And now you have two. So people with one kid who complain, you're like, yeah, you'll never understand what it's truly like to love. Planes, I fucking I lose my mind. And then I find out that somebody's got triplets and you're like, no. <laughs> I'm a coward, baby. Yeah, dude. Let me. Uh, here's my advice for you, new young parents. As if I'm some experienced person, I've got a two and a half year old. Uh, if there's any possible way that you can be near your move and live near your parents yep. or your family, yep. like did it. literally, Matt, I, Matt I, literally couldn't live any closer. <laughs> yeah, there's nothing. There's nothing more important than having that, and not just for like the help. It's like when you see your kids with your parents, like. Yep. It's just so important emotionally, you know. I agree with that. Yep. That shit's so big agree. Matt, 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 that's Matt's emotional level right there. Matt goes, Yeah, that shit's dope. 
I love that. We got, my mom, we got my mom to move like 15 minutes away from us when we had our kids. And now at times she goes, I think I moved too close. Yo. <laughs> All right, Matt, you got a uh, five minutes at the end here. Just give us your thoughts on civilization and where we're going as a people. Perfect. Uh, I got to go. Later, guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm out. All right, dude. Uh, yo, are we golfing tomorrow? Uh, yeah. If you're not going to be a bitch about it. Yes. I'm not being a bitch about anything. Being a bitch. All right. Then we're golfing. All right. Uh, all right. Well, that's this week's episode. Thanks to Matt for coming by. I've really been wanting that for a long time. I'm really glad that actually happened. Uh, thanks to Dante for finding time to slide us in his schedule. White Sox, Dave. I don't even know, dude. Uh, Kenny, Johnny, I love you guys. Uh, Kenny, I will actually send you the files tonight. I swear to God, all Never my life. get these fucking files, dude. <laughs> Are we making you, music or am I just going to go fuck myself? Which one is We're it? making music. I swear to God. I don't know why I'm holding this letter like this. <laughs> All right. All right. Bar- barbecue time. Get that. I don't know who's sitting next to me. Yo, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'll go That's Orsco backstage. See you guys next week. Ha! <laughs> <laughs>